This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then I'm going to assume that you would also enjoy listening to audiobooks. Whether you're interested in business, history, comedy, science fiction, or romance, Audible has thousands of titles for you to choose from. We want you to try out Audible for free, so if you head to our link, you'll get a 30-day free trial and a free book. So go to audibletrial.com slash local hustlers podcast to redeem your trial today. Again, that's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com slash local hustlers podcast. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, your go-to source for connecting with small businesses and entrepreneurs in the East Valley. Get ready to be inspired by local entrepreneurs as they share their stories, mindset, best tips, and advice. And now, your co-hosts, Dallin and Eric Huso. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Stephen Wolfolk with The Universe. How's it going, Stephen? You know, I can't complain. It's been a beautiful day. Um, the vibes are right, energy's right, so I'm good. Love it, love it. <laughs> Take a few minutes before we jump into the business and give us a little bit of a background on your life. Absolutely. Um, I was born and raised in the DMV. Shouts out to all people in DMV right now. Um, and for those who don't know, that's D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and uh, grew up a little bit in each area. So I was born in Virginia. I lived and grew up in Maryland, but I went to school in D.C. Wow. And I moved a couple times throughout my elementary school years. And I feel like that kind of gave me a different perspective on life because some say the most traveled people are some of the most well-rounded people just because it adds to your perspective but um after leaving um the dmv and going to college at the u of a i really was uh flabbergasted by how different the southwest is to the east coast like there's so much space there's just a different energy and so um i studied business and spanish at the u of a uh, ultimately falling in love with baseball as well out there I did not know U of A was that good at baseball back then as well. I don't know if we're better than ASU, though. Not quite. Not quite, no, yeah. No. Not not yet. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. But um, throughout my upbringing, I, I'm an only child. And so I, I think that also gave me a little bit of a different perspective where I feel as though people are, or life essentially is what you make of it. And you really have to take the time to do the self-work on your own. Because influence is very powerful, especially in today's day and age with social media. Um, of course, family can be an influence as well. But if you center yourself and you really are confident in what you think and what you believe, you can't go wrong. Your gut is everything. And that's something that I definitely learned throughout my upbringing. Awesome. Um, so full disclosure, we're both ASU fans. A little disappointed that you got on today. But, uh... And uh, Stephen is wearing his bare down. I, I got to, you know, I got to. I mean, you got to be a true fan as, uh, you know, the condition of U of A sports. And, you know, <laughs> I have much respect for your true fandom. Absolutely. I, I think uh, you see who is really around when it's the darkest. Yeah, and right now it's sure. pretty dark it's pretty in dark. Tucson. <laughs> it's pretty dark. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Outside of us being ASU fans, why did you pick uh, U of A out of all places to go to school? You know, it's interesting. Um, so I applied to like 10 different colleges. Didn't get into any of them except for two, 
one of them being FIU and one of them being U of A. And I was really intrigued to go to uh, Florida and, you know, be around the beach and everything. Um, But my mom is actually the one who convinced me to really consider going to U of A. And I had a couple of people that went to my high school that are older than me who went to U of A as well. And they told me about their experience. And so that kind of influenced me to come out here and really test the waters, do something different. I had been on the East Coast all my life. And so... It was time. It was time. Yeah. yeah. So no family, no friends or connections out here? Absolutely not. Came all alone. All well, alone, you good. know? <laughs> well, while their football team is ranked at the bottom, uh, their business school is one of the top ranked mm-hmm. uh, business schools in the country. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your experience with the business school at U of A. So it, it was, uh, I think what led me to the business school of entrepreneurship was essentially the people who had been there before me. Um, I can't remember the exact entrepreneurs that have been there, but I remember we have a, uh, a film school. And I believe Jerry Bruckheimer had uh, opened up the film school over there as well. But the business school always intrigued me at U of A because of the style of teaching. It was very community-based where everybody would be heard and listened to, and it was kind of an empowering community. And so once I got a taste of that, I, I just loved it, you know. <laughs> so with that, were you always planning on on getting into business and starting your own business one day? Like, was that always a, a dream of yours, or did that come, you know, later on once you got into college? When I was six years old, I remember going to a doctor, and you know how doctors always ask little kids different questions just yeah. to make them feel important. Um, she asked me what I wanted to be when I was older. I told her I wanted to be a football player a business owner, a doctor, a baseball player, all these different things. She's like, well, I don't know if you can do all of them. I was like, I don't know. I think you're the one that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel as though I can do anything because I think our potential as human beings are it is limitless, essentially. You can only go as far as you truly believe. So in starting a business, I always wanted to own something. There's something about not being in control of your destiny or uh, being able to put your own uh, sauce out there is a way to put it. For example, clothes. I, I see two sides to schools that mandate certain clothes that you have to wear and certain clothes that you don't, but I feel like that limits the expression that you have. Mm-hmm. And same thing in business. I think when you work for others, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you must understand that you're building somebody else's dream. And once you become aware of that, it's kind of hard to think a different way and to go fully into that because you're thinking, okay, I'm allowed such and such weeks off, you know, for vacation. I am allowed such and such amount of time for sick leave and things like that. And I, I just didn't like that along with the traditional model of working until you're 60 and then retiring and then being able to live that just didn't sound appealing to me. So um, I'm very big on expressing myself in various different ways, arts, uh, music, and things like that. But more importantly, I like to get my foot in the door where I traditionally wouldn't be or isn't the traditional way of doing things. So, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like from a young age, you had that you know business mindset that you wanted to be in control of your own destiny and you wanted to be able to create things. Did you have parents or role models that kind of instilled that in you or was it you know experiences that you had early on in life that, that gave you those desires? That's a good question. 
Um, nobody in my family owns their own business, but I think what influenced me to want to start my business was what I saw from the freedom of the people who had already started the business. I grew up in the 90s. I was, I'm a 91 baby. So back then, I remember just seeing the dot-com boom and everything that was going on with that and seeing how many people are creating their own pathways. I remember one of the first companies to come onto the internet was Pizza Hut, I think. And it was like the first thing bought on the internet was pizza. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Obviously, everybody loves pizza. But what's different about Pizza Hut online versus just the tra- traditional way? Yeah. And it was just something new. They did it in their own way. And that always intrigued me. Same yeah. thing with music, especially. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Wanting to start a business at such a young age, did you go through a lot of different ideas of, of potential businesses you were going to own? If so, do you mind sharing with us a couple? I had a lot of them. Um, one of them was canned uh, powdered water. One, <laughs> one of them was um, I, I got really into sustainability, and I remember wanting to change the whole packaging industry with uh substituting everything with seaweed and because there's just a ton of seaweed everywhere so i was thinking how can we do this in a different way and there are some businesses that are already doing that but the one idea i had was for uh for water in seaweed packaging which wouldn't really taste good but it would be sustainable um another thing i came across was edible water bottles that I saw they were doing in London and the whole concept around it was to eliminate plastic, uh-huh. which is a big problem in itself. But um, the, the thing that didn't let that really progress was where are you going to put it? Are you going to put it on a table and then want to pick it back up and drink? No, probably not. So there is a lot of different iterations um, that I went through, which I think is really how you truly find yourself. It's just all trial and error. And so... I, one thing I would like to say to anybody listening right now is don't give up. Honestly, don't give up. You will make it there to where you feel at home just by trying. That's all that matters, man. Don't listen to what other people say if it's negative as well. It'll only deter you. Stay on your lane. For sure. Yeah, one day when you're ready to start another business, I'd love to see you go back to the candy hydrated water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, edible water bottle. That's too. <laughs> you never know 2030 you know you don't know oh, so those are some pretty uh pretty unique ideas that you had in those you had those ideas when you were younger mm-hmm. and then uh did you start any other businesses prior to starting the universe or is the universe the first one where you kind of went all in okay i'm going to start this business so uh, the universe is definitely the first legitimate business that I started. Um, when I was a freshman at U of A, I was selling T-shirts with my own designs on it, and I was selling it through the dorms and sold a couple thousand of them, um, which was good. But then I spent the money. I wasn't really good at finance back then, <laughs> so I spent that money on different things, and <laughs> it didn't really uh, work out the way I wanted it to. But I think the main thing was the fear going away of approaching people that I didn't know and just having conversations. You know, I think one of the biggest uh, abilities or biggest skills that anybody can have is the communication skill to talk to anybody, a CEO or a janitor or anybody. It doesn't matter what level somebody is in your own mind. Everybody puts their pants on the same way, you know, 
And if you can level with anybody, you'll go very far, you know? Yeah, for sure. Tell us about the journey from, you know, some of these ideas to the universe. What kind of led up to that? What are some of the experiences you had to give you the idea to start this business? So when I was at U of A, um, I remember I was making about $8.50 an hour at this place called The Seasons. And I was working as a leasing agent. And something just hit me one day. I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't do it. I was about 23, 24. And I was like is this what it is? Is it, is this the next 20, 30 years? Nah, it, it can't be. So I, I told my girlfriend at the time, I was like, look, we got to get out of here. Tucson is great, but there's not that many opportunities there. So we got to get to Phoenix, whatever we got to do, let's just leave. And the next week we essentially left and we moved up to Phoenix. Um, most of her family is in Tucson. And this was one of the first times she had been away from family um, for a while. So during that first week, I'm 24 and she's 23, 22. We were going through some trouble. She was having anxiety attacks, like severe ones daily for hours. And I just started working as a pharmaceutical representative. And I was like, damn, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to hold space for you. I'm just unsure. So I started doing a little uh, alternative research for how I could possibly help calm her down because I'm her protector. You know, what else is my job other than to be there for her? And so I came across CBD at first. I was like, okay, CBD. I heard about it, never really tried it, didn't fully understand what it could do. Um, And during my research, I came across this one case in Brazil where this lady was talking about how she couldn't find anything for her daughter. She, her daughter's like nine years old and her daughter was having extreme schizophrenia and panic attacks. And Brazil ultimately changed their law so that, that she could start importing CBD into Brazil to treat her daughter and it actually worked. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not sure if this will work, but I suggested it to her. And so we went down to Tempe and we got um, some CBD tincture and she took one right as she felt as though a panic attack or anxiety attack was coming on. And literally within five minutes, her whole energy calmed. Her whole demeanor changed. And I was like, oof, okay. But that only solved one aspect of it. That solved when it was coming, but didn't prevent it. And so that led to more research into the holistic realm, which is in my opinion all about empowering yourself and understanding what your body is telling you all about going within and that really intrigued me and so the idea for the universe was centered around helping people understand not only themselves how to ground your energy how to control and manage when you feel as though you're getting out of control and bring you back to center but also to connect people One of the things I think is most important about human beings is the overall feeling of connection, Um, especially in the day and age where we have as much uh, social media and technology as we do. I feel like we feel more disconnected than ever, which is a huge problem, in my opinion. Um, So the whole idea was just centered around balance. And that's how we came up with the universe, because 
I think it's all encompassing. When I think of just not even the company, the universe, just the overall term, the universe, it sounds huge. It sounds like yeah. it's all encompassing. Exactly. So yeah, that ultimately is what led to it. And how long of a process was it from that first experience with CBD to actually officially starting the business? It was about about a year. Um, I moved up here in 2017, and then I started the universe at the end of uh, 2018 and got incorporated and everything like that. Um, But yeah, it wasn't too long of a process. Mm And give our listeners, I guess, a bit of an insight summary of, you know, what is the universe? What do you guys do? What do you guys offer? So we help people feel balanced daily. Um, one of the biggest things that I think that we help people with is with imbalance. I think and I believe that imbalance can manifest itself in physical ways such as insomnia, anxiety, um, high stress, burnout, and things like that. When you're in balance, you don't feel like yourself. It's kind of like that uh, Snickers commercial. You're not <laughs> yourself when you're hungry, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you think about it, like, anytime you are super stressed or you feel like you're overworked or things like that, you just want to come back to where you feel at home. And if you feel balanced, you feel at home anywhere. And that was my main thing was making people feel or helping people feel balanced daily and so they can be in control and manage how grounded they feel. Awesome. So is balance kind of the answer to that question you had initially um, with, you know, you figured out a way to solve this problem, but then you wanted to uh, backtrack a bit and kind of prevent the problem. Is balance kind of that key there that you found to prevent that? Absolutely. I think it's not enough to give people a product or service. It's better or even better to give them the resources as to how they can do these things on their own as well. Um, One thing that I I see a lot of is people use apps such as Calm or Headspace. And once they use it, they think that it's going to fix everything. And I don't think that's the truth. I think that obviously content is important so people can listen and digest, but there has to be some form of a connection aspect. I don't think it's enough to just listen to something. I think it's more if you can connect with other people who are also going through those same things as well. So one, you don't feel like an outlier, but two, you feel like, yo, there's actual other people here. We got a mini community. And if you think about it, what is life other than just building little communities? Whether it's whoever likes the same music as you, whoever likes the same football team or a basketball team as you, we all just want to feel connected in yeah. some sort of way. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, definitely. And so what does the universe do to help people feel that balance, help people feel that you know connection with others? Absolutely. So first and foremost, um, I think the first step is to help you connect within. Because you can't really connect with others unless you connect within with yourself, at least genuinely, you know, you can fake it. A lot of people fake it. But one of the biggest things is first, you got to kind of understand and know yourself. Um, And what we do is we help people connect within by supplying and servicing them with guided meditations, um, sound baths. Yoga Nidra, uh, which is a different form of meditation, um, as well as breath work, 
breathwork is so vital and I haven't seen too, too much of it out there where people are teaching about it or uh, giving examples or helping people practice it on a regular basis. Um, but also along with that, we create and uh, uh, oh yeah, we create CBD coffee and CBD tea. And then the third aspect of it is the connection aspect with others. So we host events, um, whether it's a paint and sip or it's just overall talking events so people can feel as though, oh, I live down the street from this person, didn't even know this person, but you feel like you're more connected than ever with us. Awesome. Would love to dive into all those. First, I want to talk about balance for a little bit more, if that's okay. So Absolutely. personally, have you always had a balanced life or is that something that you've struggled with up until recently when you kind of discovered, you know, the, the benefits of it? That's a great question. Um, I had mentioned before when I was growing up, I moved a couple times. Um, my parents and oh, my parents and I, my parents divorced when I was like three. And so I was moving back and forth every other weekend. And in that process, I felt like I didn't know where my home was. I didn't feel grounded. And that feeling of not feeling grounded and feeling as though you don't have that space to just let loose, you know, is so important. And so I don't think I realized how impactful that was on my life until I was probably at college uh, on my own. I was like really getting homesick. And I was like, why am I, why am I getting homesick? I've never lived in a place longer than let's say like seven eight years so why right now is it really getting to me mm-hmm. and I realized it was because I didn't feel connected within and so when you feel connected within in my opinion you feel balanced and balance is what keeps everything in its own area so like if you're hungry and you're trying to focus on working, you can't really focus on working because you're imbalanced in a different area. So I guess to answer your question, college is probably where I really learned that, yo, balance is important. Yeah. It's very important. If you don't have it, you will feel all over the place, kind of. Can we dive into that a little bit? Because I think a big misunderstanding of the word balance as it's used in human development today is oh, I need to spend equal time. If I'm Mm. balanced, then I'll spend equal time with my family as I do with work, or I'll spend equal time doing leisure as I will uh, work, and things like that. And and the reality is, depending on our commitments, each one of the things that we're committed to carries a different weight. And so balance isn't a scale where you have equal time uh, given. And I really like your definition there where it's connected within. Mm. When you have balance, you're connected within. And... how how do you help somebody overcome that misunderstanding when they feel out of balance because uh, time might be literally out of balance and will Mm -hmm. always be out of balance, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you help them overcome that misperception of what balance is and and grasp that uh, understanding of uh, connected within? That's a good question too. (laughs) Um, I think the first thing to do is to realize in a society that we have right now or that we're all in right now, everything's moving a mile a minute, right? So even with text messages, you feel like you have to respond immediately. Or if the person sees a red receipt, they haven't responded. Are they mad at me? What's going on? And when you really just take a moment to take a deep breath and close your eyes, 
that can change everything. Like, I remember <laughs> I used to have stage fright where I would give speeches or things like that, of course, in front of class or something like that. And one day my teacher told me, yo, just take a deep breath. And people always mention that, but I'd never actually done it. And I closed my eyes, and I took a deep breath. And for whatever reason, when I opened my eyes back up, it literally felt like everything was just calm. And so to answer your question, I think the first thing that I would do to help somebody feel that way is to start with just breath. Breath is our life energy. It's our life force. And I think it's more powerful than people actually are aware of. Um, it can change your mood. If you're breathing fast, you're hyperventilating, that will change your energy. You'll feel a different way. But if you breathe slowly, that'll change your energy. And once you notice that you're in control of your own reality, the sky's the limit. So balance is something that I think most people are aware of. But like you're saying, there's a big misconception on what it actually is. And it doesn't have to do with time because, for example, you can sleep eight hours and not feel like you rested. Hmm. Time isn't always really what it seems to be. It's what we make of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think really honing in on the idea that I can control and manage how I feel is the very first step. And with that, I would assume that different different people who have different experiences have different definitions of balance in their lives. So someone who you know has a family might need more family time, more hours allocated to family versus someone who's single um, in college um, versus another person who's just starting their own business and needing to work a lot. So um, I guess if you're helping someone uh, with, with balance in your life, how do you kind of understand, I guess, what their situation is, what their needs are, so you can know, you know what they need to focus on and what they need to focus to balance their life? Very good question. Um, I, I guess that's more of a, hmm. For our, what we are as the universe, we believe that if we can give them the first couple blocks people can figure out how they can customize these different things to their own lifestyle so for example like you said somebody that has a family won't necessarily need the same kind of things as somebody in college but both of them can benefit from breath and taking a moment okay. and with that you have a whole different perspective and it kind everything else kind of falls in place once you understand Yo, what are my needs? I, one example of this is I asked my friend the other day, Yo, what are your love languages? He didn't know. I asked another friend. She didn't know. And, I, and it always baffled me because like, if you don't know yourself, you know, what you want or what you need for somebody to uh, make you happy or any of the sort, how could you ever make them or come out fully as yourself? And so... To answer your question, I think the most important thing is to start that very first piece is breath work. Um, when you can control in any situation, high stress, very low stress, whatever the case may be, stress comes in different forms. But if you can manage that, then you're on the right way already. And I think once you get to more advanced things such as you know, I need this specifically for me. Well, that's for everybody to determine on their own. You know, all we can do is provide the resources and the tools. Whatever you make of it is up to you, you know? Yeah. 
So yeah, like you said, everyone has their own different experiences. So you guys are offering kind of the starting blocks. And then from there, depending on your experience or where you're at in life, that's where you kind of determine what to do from there moving forward. Absolutely. And I think um, the services that we provide, such as breath work, guided meditations and sound baths, really just help you dive into the overall understanding of, yo, there's a whole different world out here. I didn't even hear about this. I didn't even know. There's a different way of being. There doesn't just have to be, or there isn't just the traditional way of, I got to wake up, go to work, get off of work, eat, go to sleep. It doesn't have to be that way. You can dive within, see what you actually want. I know money is good. You can get money many different ways. It's not only one way. I think that's the biggest thing about the universe. There's not one way to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what do those services look like for your customers, the breath work, the meditation? Is this like in-person stuff? Is it, um, you know, video tutorials sent to them? Or, or what does the, the relationship look like with you and the customers? And how do they receive those services? So uh, due to the pandemic, we're not doing in-person just yet. But um, I do believe in the beginning of 2022, not that the pandemic is going anywhere. But we will be starting to host events where we teach people and help lead and guide people on this journey. So it'll be more of a series. Um, but right now we have video content, we have audio content that all people can uh, practice on their own at their leisure. And then um, the daily things such as our products, our CBD teas and coffees are really there to help people with their overall immediate needs. So you can use our breathwork, sound meditation, our sound baths and guided meditations to you know, begin the day, middle of the day, end of the day. But if you need something during the day, say you're at work, you probably won't be able to listen to a guided meditation or watch watch something like that. But you can drink some coffee, you can drink some tea. If you're feeling a little out of yourself or out of balance, yo, come back to balance. We got you. We got we got the things for you, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Do you find yourself spending more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then you need to get in touch with Flamingo Pools. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green-to-cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools is there to take care of you. Here's a few things that makes Flamingo Pools stand out from the crowd. When you first sign up for service, they'll give you a free complimentary inspection of the pool to make sure everything is running smoothly. They'll also email you a service report with a picture attached after every visit so you know when your pool has been cleaned. They also offer a mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and get your first month of weekly maintenance free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. So earlier you mentioned that you used to not be super familiar with CBD and then you did some research into it. Um, Would you mind just giving us kind of a brief summary for for listeners who might not be super familiar with it and then we can kind of go into the products that you guys offer? Absolutely. Um, So I had, in college, it's, it's quite prominent for people to be smoking weed, but CBD was never really mentioned. Um, around me. And I guess I didn't really learn about it until I was doing a little YouTube wormhole, as most people do. You know, you, you type in one thing, you go all the way for hours. And I came across that uh, story of the girl in Brazil. And that really opened my eyes up into it. And then I started thinking, okay, well, I see this story. What else 
is there out there for CBD? So I did a little Google research and I started seeing all these medical journal uh, studies on CBD and the effects of it. And then around that time, the farm bill had just passed as well. So people were really starting to become aware of CBD and hemp in general. And then if you look at the history of hemp, marijuana in general, and why it was uh, made illegal, it starts to kind of not make sense why this thing was made illegal. And so I guess that's a long way of saying when I looked at the history and I looked at the benefits that it's currently having, I was like, well, well, this is a no-brainer. We should at least try it because a lot of people are already benefiting from it. Uh, some of my research included a lot of veterans. Uh, I was a part of a men's group. I, I, that's one thing I love about Phoenix. A lot of men's groups, a lot of groups in general where you can just talk. And in that men's group, there's about three to four veterans, war veterans, that were super, super traumatized, rightfully so, from war. And they had PTSD severely. Even my old boss at the leasing um, place in Tucson, her husband was a veteran, and he would have night terrors every single night. And she told me that he would take CBD. At that point, I didn't know what CBD was. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. And I remember that, and I was like, damn, okay. So there's that. And I was working as a pharmaceutical representative and I was thinking this is at the height of the opioid crisis in America. Not that it's gone away, but it was the height, 2017, 2018. And I couldn't look at myself anymore because I knew I was getting compensated off of doctors getting compensated for suggesting specific things, knowing that that's only adding to the cycle. These things aren't meant to cure you. It's only meant to, in my opinion, bring you back. And I mean, from studies, it shows it, you're just coming back and it was getting really bad. And so I was like, there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a different way I can impact and help people without doing it this way. Um, so, yeah, it, CBD is what really opened my eyes up to there's a different path mm-hmm. and it's OK. And so there's a lot of CBD infused foods and beverages out on the market. Um, you guys specifically sell coffee and tea. Mm-hmm. Any? Why did you pick that? One reason is the herbal be- benefits of tea. Um, I'm a tea lover as well, but I really like the benefits of just specific herbs doing different things to the body. And I'm a huge believer in this this idea that our world is kind of like a video game. I don't know. Do you guys play video games or have you played? Not video much. Games? In certain video games, when you're going around, you can pick up these health packets or whatever, and your health goes back up. Boop, 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 boop. And so I think of that kind of like in the real world where certain plants have these actual medicinal uh, benefits. And if we were knowledgeable of these things, why not use them as opposed to just traditionally go straight to medicine um, or traditional medicine, Western medicine, Um, especially with all that was going on with the opioid crisis and how many people I saw get addicted to it. That was one of the main things I really wanted to find a solution for was addiction in America and something that could help people steer away from that. But yeah, Uh, coffee, on the other hand, was kind of an interesting thing. Uh, I wasn't really a coffee lover, but I grew to like coffee after I tried some French press and I understood that Starbucks doesn't make the best coffee. I, I had only had coffee from Starbucks and I was like, damn, this just really isn't it. And when I started testing other things, uh, other ways to make it, mm-hmm. other th- additives, I started to like it. So 
like I said before, it's all about what you make of it. And yeah. I, I really like the idea that anybody can make a coffee company. There wasn't any prerequisite. There wasn't anything that you really had to do to make a coffee company, but you can make it yours. Anybody could turn into a lover of anything if you're passionate about it and you want it bad enough, you know? Yeah. And so do you source those products or are you creating them yourself or what does that look like? So uh, in the future, and I'll call it phase two, phase two will be us growing our own coffee beans and tea leaves. But right now we source it and then we infuse it ourselves. So you do custom mm-hmm. it yourself. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And is that just sold online on the platform online? So we're actually in about 10 stores right now. Um, A couple in the Phoenix Valley and then a few in Oregon and one in D.C. Um, But other than that, it's mainly uh, in online. Although, if anybody's listening right now, (laughs) we're trying to get more stores. Right. (laughs) How did you get into some of those stores, especially, say, Oregon and Mm -hmm. D.C.? So how did you get into those? It goes back to um, what I was saying before about being able to talk to anybody. Um, If you don't have a fear of rejection, of somebody saying, yeah, that's not for us, then you really will go 10 times farther than anybody else because fear, in my opinion, is the number one killer of any dream. There's so many people who didn't even start something because they were afraid of what somebody else would say or the rejection that might come across. Um, But I just, I called people. It's as simple as a conversation, just calling them, saying, yo, uh, we have these products. We think that your customer base would really benefit from it. Is there anything that we could do to get in your store and become a vendor of yours? And they can either say yes or no. As simple as that. Yeah. You know, it, nothing more. They're not going to come through the phone, choke me out or anything. It's just mm-hmm. a yes or no. <laughs> it's true. When you think about it, it's really not that big of a deal. For some reason, sometimes we're so scared to have those conversations. That's what I'm saying. I got over rejection in middle school, man. Like, it, you... One thing that you got to do is not be afraid because I think a lot of people think of life as something that's never ending. Life, there's an end point. And if we start to live like there's an end point, there's so much more we could get out of every day. You know, when you know a relationship's going to end or uh, you're going to get fired at a certain point, you're going to start doing a little different, <laughs> you know? I was going to ask what kind of your, what's kind of helped you get over rejection. Is that, is that kind of what's helped you or is there anything else that's kind of helped you to, to overcome rejection and not really care when it happens? Uh, I definitely care um, when it happens, but I don't let it get to me. Right. Yeah. I take it personally. I don't take it personally because I think, um, especially being an only child, I realized early that not everybody is everybody's cup of tea. I'm a big avid believer in frequencies. And I like to think of it as everybody is their own radio station. And if you are on a radio station, for example, in Phoenix, 98.3 is what a lot of people listen to. If you go a couple more clicks over, it's 95.1 or whatever. That's a different frequency. That's something else that vibrates on the level of somebody else. Same thing with people. Energy, in my opinion, is real. You know how you can feel when you meet somebody, if you like them or not, or I don't really know about this guy. That's real. That's all internally. And so to get back to rejection, I understood early on that I may not be everybody's cup of tea, but as long as they don't disrespect me, everything's cool. You know, everything's about respect and energy, in my opinion. 
It's funny. I think you have 98.3, which is a big hip-hop station, and right up the road you got 98.7, which is a sports radio station. So two completely different frequencies right next to each other. Exactly. The same thing applies in life. Exactly. 1,000%. For example, there's people in this neighborhood you guys might not get along with, but there's people that you will as well, you know? Everybody's their own frequency, and it's all about, like those communities, it's all about finding who else vibrates on your frequency is what life is about to me. That's cool. With products, when you're selling them online or, or even uh, being a vendor in someone else's store, is there some sort of process that you have to go through to get it you know, approved by anything? Or can you just go create a product, package it up, and, and sell it? Nah. I, I wish it was that easy, but at the same time, I don't because then everybody would be just selling some stuff. Right. <laughs> but um, to get into certain stores, like for example, right now we're trying to get into Whole Foods. There's certain things that you have to do to um, get in there, which is you got to pass their uh, test of the ingredients that's in there. Um, you need to pass a couple insurance tests as well. And then after that, they got to like you. They got to like you and it's got to be a solid product. They're not going to want to represent something that doesn't align with them or that they simply just don't like. Um, but beyond that, no, that's, that's probably about it. Yeah, that's all that we had to do at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are some you know, some steps you have to take, but it's not like an entirely impossible process. To get Absolutely through. not. Yeah. Awesome. And then the other part of your business that you mentioned, so we talked about, you know, the beginning stages, the products you offer, and then I believe you mentioned was it like in person services or, or networking uh, opportunities? Do you want to kind of touch on on that a bit? Absolutely. Um, one thing I'm a huge advocate of is building network opportunities or networking opportunities where people can understand that they're not the only one going through what they're going through and so right now we are creating a dad's group where uh, fathers throughout the valley can just really exchange information that's all we're really doing I think we can only push the needle forward if we understand what's already been done and that can only happen through conversation and camaraderie so we host events such as a paint and sip or um, breathworking uh, workshops and things like that just to hold space and give people the opportunity to exchange information and talk and really understand that, yo, we're not so different. We're not so different. I think a lot of the problems or the stress of uh, the world that's going on is miscommunication. A lot can be solved through just good communication and opening up that space, you know? Yeah, no, I totally believe that. Where do you find people uh, to to get to come to these? It's because it's one thing to host something, but it's another to get a a solid turnout and enough people to to connect with one another. So how are you reaching out um, or marketing or advertising to find people to come to these these get togethers? So uh, a lot of it has been through organic, just word of mouth. Yeah. Um. I I truly believe that anybody that is of your same frequency or vibration will find you. Um, it's not something you really have to go out there and find. They will find you, but of course you have to give them the opportunity to find you. So a lot of it's been through word of mouth. A lot of it has been through just random guerrilla marketing. Um, we've been trying to put up different logos across the city. You guys might see some eventually. Um, but just opening up that idea to what the heck is the universe? I keep seeing it. What the heck is that? Yeah. I, I want to plant that seed and have it grow and water it over time. I remember there was a, an album by Jay-Z uh, called 444. 
And his whole marketing for that album was going through different New York uh, subways and posting just a poster of the number 444, like a clock, an analog clock. And people were like, what the heck is that? What what the heck is this? And the album wasn't even out yet. But that even made me think, oh, what the heck is this? And then when it dropped, it came full circle. Yeah, Everything made sense. And that's what I want to do with the universe is create a full circle experience where you feel you have a need. Okay, we'll take you, help you understand that need, and then we'll take you to where you want to get to balance-wise. Create that full circle experience. Awesome. When you have these these get-togethers, so you talk a lot about the importance of energy and frequency, how do you, I guess, set the tone and set the energy for these events? Um, so it's it's a, you know an open and um, inviting place where, where people feel comfortable to talk and open up and really get to know one another? That's a great question. Um, one thing I learned about when I was really doing some studying into the holistic realm was first impression, and this isn't something you have to learn through a holistic realm, but first impression is everything. When people come to our events, I like to open with, hey, how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? And give them a hug and everything because immediately when somebody calls you brother or you want to be mad you can't get mad at that or somebody calls you queen or sister you can't get mad at that right so in the hugging you if you feel that i don't even have to say anything but if you can feel the energy that i'm trying to put out then you automatically come to my frequency of yo this is loving and then the next person that's greeted that way, you're like, yo, this is a loving community and nobody's even said anything yet. You haven't heard anything from anybody else yet, but you immediately feel like, yo, I feel love. I feel a genuine connection with the host of this and that person is the leader of this group. So naturally, everything might be okay. It should be okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, as you project that to other people, then it makes them more comfortable to do the same to you and then to others as well. Absolutely. It's like when you speak to plants with positivity. They seem to grow faster or grow better than if you speak with negatively or if you push out negative energy, they don't, they don't do so hot. So I think of it the same way. Humans are no, no different than plants. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you meet somebody and, you know, your frequencies are off and there's a lack of connection, uh, can you alter somebody's frequency or do you alter yours if you do want to make a connection with them and things seem off? That's a good question. Um. I like to think of it as a three-step process where the word of mouth and the way people talk about our events is the first layer of filtering. Like if you don't believe in what we believe in or how the person is explaining what the event's about, then you probably won't come. But the second part is how I greet you. If I greet you with that positivity and you're still feeling a little uneasy, that's fine. That's for the third layer. The third layer is when you are sitting amongst everybody and you're talking and you're hearing everybody is heard. I think a lot of anger and just uh, bent up energy can come from you just not feeling heard. That so much comes from not being heard. And so if you hold space for each individual person, then that person who hasn't spoken yet will naturally feel when it's their turn, yo, I'm going to be heard. No matter if I say some wild stuff, I'm going to be heard. I can get what I want out there. I can express myself. It's so important. So important, you know? Yeah. As a business owner who I'm assuming is pretty busy with, with growing your business, offering products and services, um, going back to balance, what have you done to, to continue to have balance in your life? And what would your advice be to a business owner who maybe is out of balance and what they can do to kind of start to see some more balance in their life? 
Uh, I've began to live my life a little more intentionally. I take my time uh, seriously because I believe that's probably the only currency that we actually have is our time. And then I have a one-year-old as well. And that (laughs) he takes up a significant uh, amount of my time as well. But really understanding like through trial and error what works for you. It's not going to work in the beginning. But if you keep showing up day in and day out, it's eventually going to start correlating. Everything's going to align. But you have to show up and be willing to try new things. Um, What I've been doing lately is starting my day with a solo walk in the morning. When you walk in the morning and you're in nature, you can feel your mind expanding. Too often are we just going from building to building to building. And in the future, we'll only be in spaceships. So we really will be contained, you know. So we might as well use nature while we can. Um, And that helps set the vibe for the day. And I try to nourish myself with things that are also going to help me feel the way I want to feel. I just turned um, vegetarian and aspiring vegan not too, too long ago. And I noticed that I started to feel different. My energy was different, how I wasn't getting as tired throughout the day and things like that. And I liked it. So I added that to my regimen. And then along with family time, got to have family time as well. Spending time with the people that you love and understanding that, yo, especially in today's day and age, a lot of people call somebody a friend, even if they don't know them, you know, and it's really important to be around those people that you truly have love for and they truly have love for you. You feel that energy, that unconditional love is just different. It hits differently, you know, and um, the last thing I would say is ending the night with a reflection, reflecting on what happened throughout the day, especially in a day and age, like I talked about earlier, where everything's just moving a mile a minute. It can be easy to just feel like these days are turning into minutes and these weeks are turning into hours and these days are turning into whatever you want after that. And things are just going by so quickly. You forget all those important things, those little things that add up over time that were amazing that happened to you in a certain day. And so I, I really think reflection is important and you can you can try to do that with other people, but it's probably best to do that alone, to just really give yourself um, time to understand what happened today so you can do something different if you want to tomorrow and improve upon whatever took place that day. Those are all awesome things. One of those things that I, I would love to kind of expound on quickly before we have to close up is you talked about the only real currency that we have is time. Um, I would love if you could just kind of dive into that a little more, maybe an example that you could share on, on what exactly you mean by that. So what I mean by that is we are given a specific amount of time that we don't know. And in any aspect of our life, it's judged on time. So for example, when you go to work, they're not they're paying you for what you're doing, but they're more so paying you for your time because they could get anybody to do that specific thing but they want you specifically because of what you can do and you are in need of compensation for that time that's gonna uh, take. And when you think about how much, how many hours there are in a day, you sleep for probably eight, you're gonna be eating for another two, three hours, from breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 
you're only left with so much time. What you do with that time is so important. And if you use it in the right way, you can grow exponentially and compound over years. One example I like to think of is how Kobe talked about how he trains. Kobe said, I can train four hours a day and every other athlete can train four hours a day. But if I train six hours, I break that up into two hour spans over the course of the day. And I do that day in and day out over a week. It's not that big of a difference. But over a year, over two years, I'm exponentially better than what I was before. And I know I have outworked you. So I have the mental capacity to understand I put in that work and I'm going to reap the benefits as well. So time as a currency to answer your question is something that I think if you use it correctly, like with money, if you use it correctly, you can reap all the benefits in the world. But money is something that can go away like that. Your time is always there. It's always there. It's only something that you can determine how valuable you'll uh, make it. Love that. Appreciate you sharing that. Well, speaking of time, we want to make sure that we're respectful of yours. <laughs> Um, as we get closing up here, you shared so much with us, but if you had maybe one last piece of advice to share with our, our listeners, what would it be? Find your path and stick to it and don't be afraid to pivot. Um, life is kind of like a highway where everybody's in their own lane and everybody's getting off at different exits, but you're not too worried about other people getting off of whatever exit. As long as you focus on what you're doing, you should be relatively okay. And truly, keep trying. Trial and error, man. Trial and error. <laughs> Love it. Well, as we get closing up here, Stephen, we have a quick game that we're going to play with you. Okay. And so how it's going to work is we have a list of 20 questions we're going to ask. Mm-hmm. And you've got 60 seconds to answer as many of them as possible. Okay. And so we'll see how you do squared up against other guests we've had on the show. <laughs> All right. So just give me one second. Let me pull this up here. All right, uh, you can go ahead and start us off in three, two, one. Your dream vacation? Uh, Portugal. First thing you buy if you want a million dollars? I pay off my mom's debt. Favorite hobby? Uh, painting now. If there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Communicating. A song you've been jamming to lately? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, damn. Um, Essence by Wizkid and Thames. If you live to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Mind. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Favorite fictional character? Ooh. Uh, damn. James Bond. Favorite smell? Ooh. Christmas smell. What's your nickname? Bobby. Pet peeve. When people are just rude for no reason. Favorite restaurant? Uh, Sardi's in Maryland. Ah! Oh, <laughs> 15, not bad. Not hey. bad. Yeah, I figured you'd say mine for a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, Steven, let our, our audience know where they can um, connect with you, learn more about you and the universe if they want to. Absolutely. Our website, if you guys like to check us out, is www.theuniverse.earth. Uh, universe spelt with a Y in front of it. And then on Instagram, we are into the universe. Um, and same thing on Facebook as well. So that's Y-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. Correct. Awesome. 
Um, I know you had a little special offer for our listeners. Do you mind just sharing that real quick as well? Absolutely. So um, until the end of November, we are offering 10% off on our services as well as our products. Um, if you type in the code, the universe, spelled with a Y, 2020. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Well, thanks again, Stephen. We really enjoyed this episode and having yeah. you on. We've learned a lot from you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. All right. We'll catch you next week. Sounds good, brother. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at localhustlerspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at localhustlerspodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.